0: Hello, I'm Michael Watson and this is the Influence Watch Podcast. Last week, we invited the Washington Examiner's Andrew Kerr on the program to discuss the finances and organization of Black Lives Matter, which are, to put it kindly, tangled and non-transparent. We encourage our listeners to go to the Examiner and keep up to date on Kerr's continued investigations. Some very familiar players are getting involved in Big BLM. But today, we continue looking behind the BLM movement by examining its ideology. Put simply, what's the big deal about equity? Joining us to discuss that is Christian Watson, a political commentator and activist with Color Us United. Uh, Christian, before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Yes. So I am the spokesperson for a group called Color Us United. Um, And Color Us United's goal is to fight for a race-blind society. Um, So essentially, we believe in colorblindness. Um, we believe that someone's uh, character, not their skin color, is the most consequential thing about them, and that this truth is being forgotten these days as wokeness takes over American institutions. Um, I'm also the host of a, a podcast called the Politics Podcast, um, and that podcast lives on my YouTube channel, where I also do semi daily content, I haven't been knowing it recently for uh, reasons, but I'm, I'm getting back to it, I'm discussing politics, culture, and social issues.
0: Right, very good. Um, so, onto the question of equity and equality, which is typically given as sort of the break between conventional post Civil Rights Act, what should we do about uh, you know about creating a multiracial society, uh, and contemporary woke progressivism. Equity is a pretty innocuous sounding word. What's the problem with it?
1: Well, the problem with it is that equity prides a narrow idea of fairness over the traditional idea of equality, which is based not on an arbitrary metric like fairness, but is based on a substantive and solid metric like the value of human beings, the, the internal value of human beings. So the argument for equality is that human beings within our nature are all equal. We may be different in our abilities and our, uh, our capacities to apprehend certain things about the world, but as human beings ourselves, we are all... the Sort of the, the, sort of the, the classical conception of basic human dignity. Exactly. Not, well, not, we, yes, but not only do we have basic human dignity, we also have a sort of equality amongst ourselves, a capacity to reason, which separates us from the beasts and the animals, as the philosophers of old would say. Mm-hmm. And so that fact right there alone makes us value, value valuable, and that fact was basically the foundation of the political idea of equality, even if people didn't speak in those, quite those terms. Equity says that our social status may, means more than our humanity, or our perceived social status, rather, means more than our humanity. And that poses a very philosophically challenging and concerning question. How do we see human dignity and worth? How do we see our station as brothers of man, or do we see ourselves still as brothers of mm-hmm. man? Um, and and equity really just cuts that to the root and says no. Nope. So for many reasons, that's just one of the more uh, abstract reasons. But for many reasons, we should mm-hmm. definitely be concerned about talks of equity over equality.
0: So so how does this play out in practice? You know what 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 would be an example of a policy that sounds good on paper but is equity focused and that causes a problem or not necessarily a policy but you know an action that a maybe not necessarily a government but a corporation or a uh an other institution a college a university a
1: nonprofit group might take well um Let's just take American Express, for example, who is implementing equity protocols in their company, as Chris Rufo exposed over the New York Post last year. American Express is telling their white employees to be quiet in the presence of people who are supposedly marginalized and oppressed. Um, and they have a sec- They have this seminar out called Encouraging Allyship, roughly, in which they intro- they uh, had the great-grandson of the, of the founder of the Nation of Islam, Khalid Muhammad, speak about how capitalism is evil and disenfranchises black folk. And then they've also had, um, they've given out grants and bonuses for people being of certain uh, groups or skin colors, whether they be LGBTQ, whether they be mm-hmm. black, women, whatever, whatever collage of identities. There are
0: certain fav- fav- favorite demographic groups. What it groups looks like is it
1: looks like a form of, it looks like a form of neo-segregation is what it looks like. I and mean, if you want to be, just mm-hmm. be frank about it, that's what it looks like. Um, and, it, again, it goes to the idea that we're not treating human beings like human beings. We're treating them as as status objects. But humans are not the, mere status it's
0: objects. A, it, it's a separation into favored and disfavored demographic categories.
1: Right. Exactly. 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 And, and, really, when when humans were once regarded as status objects, we saw what happened then. I mean that was the divine right of kings. That was the era in which someone yeah, was that, that's, beyond that's, reproach, that's bad. That's, simply that's, due to the status that we've conferred upon that, them. That way, that way, that way lies bad—the bad
0: things of the past.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Hundred percent. Exactly. So,
0: how how are you? How are you all? Uh, at Colorus United and. Um, Obviously, you and your personal uh, in your personal work. How, how are you pushing back against? I, I, you know as I mean, you mentioned Chris Rufo. Uh, the extent of his work is extremely concerning. At how deep uh, these equity ideologies, uh, BLM, the um, the sort of broader woke progressive movement have burrowed into. The major institutions of American life.
1: How how do how do you push back? Well, well, we're pushing back through a few ways. I'm pushing back through a few ways, both in my capacity as Colorist United spokesperson, and in my capacity as spokesper- as a as a host of as, as a political commentator. Mm-hmm. Um, as my capacity as Colorist United spokesperson, I'm going into institutions with my partner Kenny Zhu, Who's the president of Color Rush United, and we are representing members of those institutions who feel aggrieved by the woke policies of their bosses. And so we've done this with the Salvation Army, where we essentially, when the Salvation Army represented a few captains, and we exposed the Salvation Army's r- curriculum in which they urged their captains and their entire le- and their entire body of members not to be colorblind, cap- in which what, they said that the that the church has yeah, racism. That- yeah, yeah. How does so?
0: A captain in the Salvation Army is that like a minister in a
1: Protestant church, or? Um, know, like, like well, uh, so a, a captain is over like a local area in the Salvation Army. There's a very specific. Okay, so more like, more,
0: like a, more, like a, more like a more like a
1: bishop. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, if you want um, an Anglican... uh, to I mean, yeah. use cleric terminology, if you want to use sure. cleric terminology, yeah, am yeah, sure, not I'm sure it's not. A,
0: sure it's not. Yeah, I'm sure it's not a precise. Yeah. It's not a precise analogy, but it's somebody with it's somebody with responsibility for. Mul- for multiple communities over a geographic area.
1: Sure, 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 absolutely, absolutely. But the Salvation oh, Army has so, a very so, strict so, so, and Pacific hierarchy too, which mm-hmm.
0: is yeah. So which is quite unique. Um, yeah. Okay, so so then what the the higher ups at Salvation Army tell these mid level guys that they need to follow this woke ideology, and and then
1: what happened? Well. Then, then you had, in particular territories, like the Western Territory of the Salvation Army, which includes California and that area of the country, you have, um, you have um, diversity officers being hired, officers that quite literally live and breathe what was in the curriculum that was being dictated to the, low, to the lower people. So what we do is mm-hmm. we go in there, we go in the Salvation Army, we find the officers who are aggrieved, and we represent them and we help them fight to maintain the principles of their organization. And, you know, mm-hmm. we we, had, we got the Salvation Army to trend on Twitter. We got them to release about three statements, um, tr- backtracking from their curriculum. And then Kenneth Hodder, who is the national commander of the Salvation Army, he's basically the second in command. He is over every single mm-hmm. territory and every single chapter of the United States Salvation Army. He releases a Twitter video um, attacking my boss, Kenny Zhu, and also attacking mm-hmm. Colorado United by name thinking that we're waging a war on Christmas and the poor. So we managed to <laughs> shake them. We managed to make sure that they know mm-hmm. what they were doing was incorrect. Um, and we, we we scored a victory. And so now we're moving on to American Express mm-hmm. to correct their misbehavior.
0: And so what's, just kind of briefly, what's um, you, you had mentioned that, that Rufo had exposed them. What's the, like, two-minute version of what they're doing? Say again What's like the 2 minute version of what American Express are doing?
1: Ah, uh, so American Express is doing a few things. Number 1, they are releasing bonuses to hire people of certain skin colors and groups. And number 2, they are telling their employees to be an ally and to not and to listen to um, whether it be black employees or black women employees or gay employees, because they have more oppression apparently. I mean, they're doing a bunch of things.
0: I mean, this, um, which is this, this all in there. The the oppression dynamic is really important to woke ideology, is, is my mm-hmm. understanding.
1: Yes. That it's yes, sort of the of core, the, yeah, core es- the core essence, of.
0: Right. Yeah, right. It's yeah, the intersectionality
1: theory. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Right. It was originally proposed by kimberly Crenshaw back in the early '90s, and she basically used it as a way to to map out her argument for feminism. But it's been it's evolved beyond her original conception of it. And basically, intersectionality theory is this idea that we all have different identities, and some of these identities intersect with certain forms of social oppression. And that to beat these forms of social oppression, we have to understand how they intersect, how they interact with each other. So if you're a so mm-hmm. kimberly Crenshaw actually said this in an interview. She said that. If a, gr- if a black girl is having problems in school, maybe that shouldn't just be a race problem, but also a gender problem. What if she's having problems on both fronts? And so we have to understand the problem she's having in school as being a mixture of both problems. The, the, the problem mm. here is that, again, you're, 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 siph- you're, you're siphoning my humanity from me by segregating it into different sections of my being, rather than just taking me as a whole. I'm not simply... A, a mass of parts that exist out here in space. I'm a whole human being with a mind, a heart, a body, visions, values and goals. And this is what these are the eternal truths that our, our American experiment was based upon. So why in the world would you want to transgress against that? Well either you don't agree with the American experiment or you think the American experiment not only do you not simply don't agree with it. You think the American experiment is fundamentally wrong and evil in your worldview, is it gonna be a better worldview to advance? And that's precisely what it is for these people.
0: Well, I think that is a good point to end. Thank you again to Christian Watson of Colorus United for joining us. We will include links to some of his work in today's show notes. That's our show for this week. We encourage our listeners to subscribe on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you have subscribed, thank you. And please leave us a five-star rating. Those ratings really help us find new listeners, especially if they come with a positive review. We'll see you all next week.